So for today's podcast, Dr. Smith, thank you for taking the time to sit down with us. So many of us just watched Governor Eric Holcomb's weekly uh, address talking about the Indiana State Department of Health dashboard that's going to share school information later today. You want to just talk briefly about what that means? Certainly. uh, We voluntarily submitted information that I think about 50% of the schools in the state have done so. But if we could, let's pull up the parameters in terms of reporting and what uh, school districts were asked to do. Because these are set by the Department of Health. and And greatly appreciate that so that there is some standardization of what everyone is reporting. So basically, this first page on the reporting notes uh, indicates that there is some historical data that will be uh, viewable by anyone that pulls up school data. And then on the next slide, you'll see with the, the case definitions, both of student, teacher, and then staff, there'll be three different categories, student, teacher, and staff. But basically, the intent here is to have reported individuals that have tested positive or symptomatic and have been in the school setting 48 hours prior to either their symptoms or the test being positive. And, you know, another thing that we heard about with, with this coming out. So when you look at the dashboard later, uh, from our understanding, and, and we have not seen it yet, but it looks like it's going to show maybe some recent data of, of, of the most recent week, maybe some historical data, but they talk about suppressing data of less than five. So tell people, what is that going to look like and why? Well, I, I think we've been very uh, up front that we are very concerned about releasing personally identifiable information. So I know that the Indiana Department of Health is also concerned about that. That is why they're going to suppress, uh, be it students, teachers, or staff, if there are five or fewer cases in a particular school in any one of those three categories, they will simply indicate that there has been a positive result in one of those three categories. But if there are fewer than five, they're just going to indicate that uh, by suppressing because, once again, uh, they are concerned as we are that nobody wants to release personally identifiable sure. information because everybody has that right to privacy. Sure. So from our understanding, when you look at that dashboard, again, as you said, you're going to see student data um, related to COVID, also student and teacher data. If there's none, it'll show zero because we have several schools that have had no cases of this. Correct. If it's less than five, it will actually say less than five. If it's greater than five, it'll have that number. So you know, with that being said, so again, we've had several schools with no cases. We've had some with a minimal amount where it will be suppressed. Uh, we've had a handful of others that have had a slightly larger number than that. So as I've heard you talk, and you've been very insistent that to this point, though, we have not seen evidence, even in a school that's had some cases of COVID, of spread in the school setting. So how are you able to say that? Talk, talk through that with us, if you would. Certainly. Uh, And first of all, I want to reassure the public that when we do have uh, larger numbers than one or two in a school uh, within a a relatively quick time frame, we're in constant contact with uh, our folks at Vanderbilt County Health Department. uh, So we consult with them. But we're confident as of today of of believing that we've not had any spread within the school setting because of the contact tracing that we we do. So, for instance, if an individual tests positive in the school setting, 
our COVID team or each of our school-based COVID team has been trained and then we'll go in and perform that contact tracing. And to date, no one that has been in close contact with a positive in the school setting has then become positive. So that's why we can say with confidence that we don't think there is any spread or transmission within the school setting. And I think that really is a testament to the mitigation strategies that we worked so hard to implement over the summer. So when students and staff came back this fall, we were certain that they could maintain social distancing, that they would wear a mask, that they also understood and had time built in the schedule for that thorough and frequent hand washing. Of course, contact tracing looks very closely to see that 615 rule, that six feet or less for 15 minutes or, gr- or greater. Correct. Uh, we're talking about social distancing, the arrangement of the classrooms. But what about seating charts? We haven't said that today. We've said that previously. Why is that so important in the contact tracing process? Well, it's so important because we want to then go in and have the conversation with the teacher or with the bus driver to make certain that the students didn't move, they didn't adjust their seating, they were not in any way, shape, or form within close contact within that six feet envelope, if you will, for 15 minutes or greater. And I I want to just make sure I understood your previous point. Let's just make up an example. If we had three cases in a high school, just for sake of argument here. So what you're saying is if I'm one of those cases and there's two other students, but we've had no contact whatsoever, we haven't been together, 615 rule, then you would say those are isolated coming from the outside. We have certainly not spread from one to the other. Very true. In fact, in the schools that we have noticed a larger number than other schools, we found that it's a result of two things. First of all, it's basically within a specific zip code. And then additionally, uh, it's typically within family units. Uh, What we have seen are individuals that have been close contact because a parent or sibling has tested positive, then it is not Uh, out of the ordinary for one of those close contacts then to turn positive. But that is not because of the school setting. That's because of either the home setting or or other uh, activities that they've done outside of the school day. And then also we want to make sure that we understand this. Of course, we're in the seventh week of student attendance now. Remarkably, it's hard to believe it's gone that fast. But um, And when you add up those students, families who have chosen in-person instruction, that's roughly 19,000. When you add to that the staff, you're talking well over 22,000 people in our schools every day. So I know throughout this entire time, you've been very attentive to looking to see if or when we've had a case in one of our schools and then comparing that data to the Vandenberg County data. You want to talk about why that's so important? Certainly. So to date, uh, those individuals that make up EVSC, be it students and staff, uh, less than, well, no, not less than, about half of 1%, half of 1% have tested positive. Uh, In Vandenberg County, that percentage is 2%. So I think over 3,900 have tested positive in Vandenberg County with a population of 181,000. So basically when you do the math, um, that that gives us some degree of, uh, or some indication that to date, we are not seeing the kind of spread uh, within schools or within the school population that Vandenberg County proper has seen. I also know, though, that quite frankly, that since Labor Day, we have seen an increase in the number of positives within Vandenberg County, certainly. Then we mirror that also. So that's why, once again, I want to implore Vandenberg County residents Please, please, please make sure that you're adhering to social distancing. Make certain that you're wearing masks, doing that thorough and frequent hand washing. Because I think when we've gone to stage five, people kind of 
have become more complacent. Uh, we've we've seen larger gatherings now in the community, and and frankly, uh, COVID nineteen is not over. So. Uh, concern not only of myself, but also of city and county officials, as well as uh, healthcare officials in Vanderbilt County, that as we now start to enter the flu season, we have to make certain that these numbers uh, become lesser or lessened uh, as it pertains to COVID-19 because we're concerned about capacity of, of healthcare officials. Frankly. Well, and, and interestingly enough, the state of Indiana went to stage five last week. Unfortunately, Vanderbilt County earlier today was designated now as moving into orange. So while it's good news for the state here locally, it's certainly cause for concern. We've got to keep doing what we need to be doing. Absolutely. And with that designation of orange, and then it comes with certain recommendations. One recommendation is that we would go to hybrid learning for our middle and high school students. We've done an analysis of our data. We've also had conversations with local health department officials. We don't feel that we need to do that yet, but I just want to implore the public uh, please be ready if that happens. If if the number of cases continue to go up in Vanbrugh County, then one would assume they would also go up uh, as they enter our schools. Once again, not transmitted within the school setting, but if we have a larger number of cases within Vanbrugh County, it just makes sense that we would have a larger number of students and staff present to the school setting. So with that, then would come some some other consequences. Frankly, uh, we did voluntarily. Uh, reduce the number of spectators on the home side of our uh, football contest for this coming weekend. I'd love to be able to continue to have spectators at our sporting events and other activities, but uh, that's not a guarantee. And frankly, it's not a guarantee to continue to have sports uh, and other extracurricular activities as it's not a guarantee that we're going to be able to stay in school. At this point in time, we're okay. I'm just putting out there that we have to make certain that we're uh, at the peak of cases for COVID-19 and we need to see a decline. And it goes without saying that we're not just looking at the numbers, we're looking at the numbers within the numbers. I mean, we're certainly committed to monitoring this data and we're not going to take any decision lightly. It's going to be made on the data that we see in consultation with local health officials. Correct. And as far as that goes, also with state health officials. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's good information to share for today, Dr. Smith. So again, this dashboard, we don't have an exact time. It's coming out. Um, By the time someone hears this, it could have been posted already. You can actually go to the Indiana Department of Health for that information. And we appreciate you taking the time for shedding some light on this today. We hope it's helpful. Just want to provide some context for what uh, individuals will see later. All right. Thank you, Dr. Smith. You bet. Thank you.